Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Welcome to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series. I'm your host, Nick Penn, Executive Director of Rush Soccer. We'll be focusing on specific areas of club development within the Rush. The goal is to use Rush leaders from across the US to help share ideas and advice on best practices of the Rush way. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series with your host, Nick Penn, the Executive Director of Rush Soccer, exclusively on the Rush Podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Damian Frederick of Missouri Rush, Andrew Crawford of Gateway Rush, and the SBA Director of Developmental Soccer, Chris Panialto, to discuss the best practices in working with our foundation of most clubs, the developmental or recreational player. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We've got um, Andrew from Gateway, Chris from uh, Virginia, and Damon from Missouri Rush. Um, We're going to talk about the recreational side of the program. So let's kick it off. Chris, you go first. What does the rush way look like to you at the developmental age? <laughs> oh my God. Chris, can you hear us? <laughs> I'm trying to go to a different room, Nick, because I'm getting smart. <laughs> yeah. God. This is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What happened? I've asked you the same question twice, and twice you haven't answered. Yeah, because I couldn't flipping hear you. <laughs> so ask third time lucky third time is charm. okay all right <laughs> uh, what does the rush way look like to you at the development age thank you nick i understand that's the third time you've asked the question so i'll answer it this time um so lots of high fives lots of uh four to one positive to corrective feedback and um lots of freedom without fear giving children the opportunity to try things in a safe environment, uh, psychologically safe too, without ridicule, but letting them understand uh, that to play the game comes with a lot of freedom. Awesome. That's perfect. Um, what about Damien? What's it look like to you in Missouri? Uh, you know, I, I, would, I would obviously echo what Chris said, but, you know, when I get into specifics of the rush way, we talk about playing time. Um, I'm a huge fan of really small rosters at the youngest ages so that you can absolutely make sure kids play. And it's on some level, I might even recommend that you have a substitution schedule on game day. If you're playing games that, Hey, we're not worried about scores here. We're worried about getting kids in the game playing. So I may, I, you know, at times I recommend that at the youngest ages, obviously the four to one. And then I think it's huge here that the talks that you do on game day, pregame, halftime, postgame, uh, start to build the expectation that the game is about the kids. And so, you know, can you engage those players pre-game, halftime, post-game, and let them lead the discussion rather than it being coach-led? Awesome. I think I've got a feeling this player-centric is going to be a theme through this. Uh-huh. All right, let's uh, move on to the next question. Andrew, why don't you have a crack at this one? Um, what is the best advice that you can give coaches working with a uh, – U5 through U12s at development age? Yeah, I think uh, my biggest thing that I try to push with the, our coaches is don't joystick. So let them learn and figure out the game by guided discovery um, and just make it enjoyable for them. Awesome. Uh, Damien, what about you over in Missouri? I know you guys aren't a million miles apart in the location-wise, but um, 
similar things from you? It, what would it, you uh, recommend for the coaches? If I'm advising coaches, I, I would say, number one, take your job seriously, but not yourself seriously. Uh, you can't be afraid to, to maybe look and act goofy sometimes. Um, and then and then on top of that, get to know your players. You know, uh, one of the things that I do, uh, you know, if I'm on the if I'm on the bench during a game and the game's going on, uh, I might ask the kids on the bench, you know, something completely non-related to soccer. Hey, you know, who, who's your teacher? What's your favorite book? Going for lunch after this. Um, just connect on a real personal level with your players. That's awesome. I think uh, during this time when we're in the pandemic here and the kids are away from school and away from class and away from teachers, it's becoming more and more important that it's not just the education, but it's actually uh, those connections with the, uh, the teachers and their peers that uh, we're missing a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, Chris, um, let's ask you the same question here because your job is to help educate all the coaches across Rush Soccer. So what's the best advice that you think to give out? Yeah, I think just to build off what Damien, yourself... And Andrew have said is, number one, you've got to enjoy children's company, right? Uh, be able to realize the potential they have. You have to be able to see the game through their lens. Some children come to play soccer. Some children come to play at soccer. So that's also very important. It's important that we are uh, kind and patient and we see the best in every child. As well, it's important for us to know that children get one childhood and we should make it as memorable as possible. And then in planning of the sessions, just ask yourself, if I was a child, would I like to be involved with a game like this? Do I want to be standing in lines? Do I want to be bored? Um, and, you know, a couple of things is connect before we correct. Um, and, you know, just looking, looking at connecting the relationship part of it. Um, going back to the Maya Angelou quote was, you know, people will often forget what you said and what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. So I think that's key things there. That's, that's awesome advice. And, and this is, I don't want to think it's a similar question, but this, that was your recommendation for the coaches. So uh, let's start with Andrew here. What have you noticed or what is probably the thing that gives you the biggest smile on your face when working with those uh, U5s through U10s? Sounds like he's working with them right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. Yes, yeah, sorry, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, so let's. I'll ask that again. So, Josh, we'll start again here. So, we don't want to. You guys um, hear me? Ask the same question again. Yep. Can you hear us? Nope. All right. We'll do do the other two. See if he catches on. All right, Damien. So, we don't want to ask the same question again. Hello? But that that was your advice to the coaches. So, what do you think um, are some things you've noticed or puts that smile on your face when actually you're personally working with those five to twelve year olds? Man, um, you know, I think that the that what can be really special about the developmental ages is how extraordinarily rewarding it can be if it isn't about you, it's about the player. Um, the The rate of progression in a young child is so dramatic. If we can get out of the way of that and create environments where, you know, Chris hit it earlier freedom uh with freedom with to fail without fear you can see a kid light up when they learn something new 
And if it can be about them and not about me as the coach, then I can really take away some real reward in knowing that, hey, I helped. Um, I didn't do anything. I just helped the kid find, explore and discover something in them that they maybe didn't know that they had. Um, you know, I, I, I listened to a, a person I went to high school with that's a, a concert-level musician, and, and, and one of the things she said is that if we can get kids to get away from performing, practicing, or training and get them to playing, then, then all of that fear starts to get away. You know, I, you know, as a kid, I was never scared to play. I never had fear of playing. But you did have some fear of the performance of the game or going to practice because you didn't know it. But, but if you can switch that mindset for a kid that, hey, we're just playing, uh, then they're free. And, that, and then, you know, you can, uh, that's when I, when I smile, right? When I see a kid just completely let themselves get into the play, uh, that's, that's so hard to describe the feeling that I get uh, from that. That that's awesome. So, uh, Andrew, um, what about you? What what are the things that puts a smile on your face, or that you notice uh, when working with the kids? Less about the coaches, but about your personal experience in coaching them. Uh, honestly, it's it's when they show up to a game or show up to training, and they're they're excited to be there. They're running up to to shake your hand right away or tell you a story, um, and they just want to connect with you before before you actually get out there. I think. For me, that puts a smile on my face and lets me kind of realize that I'm doing something right with this this player or that player because, you know, the ones that uh, want to be there and and are happy, they're they're showing you that every time they show up to the field with a smile on, you know, smile on their face. So, it's uh super rewarding to see that each each session or each game. That's awesome. I, I remember coaching the little guys when my kid was that age and one of the kids did a step over and went by the kid and it worked and he just turned around and gave me the biggest smile like oh my gosh I just did it and the defender come back and robbed the ball and he was off but just the fact that he had succeeded and looked and was like wow I did this this is awesome and he had no concept that now he's lost the ball and they're going down the other end so fun ideas like that fun uh, scenarios like that are always awesome all right Chris let's move on to the next one so in Virginia uh what's give us some programming you specifically do for the younger age groups that you think that other clubs may or may not be doing or can improve or that you would advise they do? Yeah, so in Virginia, we have the Mighty Mites program, which is an introduction to football or soccer. Um, and that's for ages two to four. And then we have, we have also um, the School of Excellence program, which is open to anybody and, and from, used to be from ages four to 12, but now it's four to eight and that's all paid and licensed coaches and experienced coaches. Uh, we also do a lot of programming with the coaches, um, coaches clinics and coaches get togethers kind of things. We're doing that through, through zoom and stuff like that right now. But the idea is, is the old African proverb of teach a man to teach a man, give a man a fish feeding for a day, teach a man to fish feeding for a lifetime. So these are the things, you know, we're looking at and, and just looking at those kind of things. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Damien, Missouri, what, what's some programming that you do that you think has uh, been beneficial for your younger groups? Uh, you know, so, I don't know, about four years ago, we, we created and started what we call our Youth Development Academy, our YDA. Uh, that's for two- to eight-year-olds. Um, <clears throat> you know, I run that program, and so, uh, 
you know, that's uh, depending on age, it's one or two nights a week and then games on the weekends. Um, the, I think the thing that makes it unique, at least in our market, is that it's always group pl- training and practices. It's not, you know, you have a team that you play with on the weekend, but you play in practice with your entire age group. So, you know, right now, 2012 is our oldest group in that. Uh, all of the 2012s practice together. And so, uh, you know, we try to follow the play, practice, play model. Um, so when they get there, we, we, we try to get them into, uh, into you know, some small-sided stuff. Uh, but so you might, in practice, you might be playing with um, a player that on the weekend plays for a different team than you. Uh, but we, we try to use the YDA to create the culture uh, that we're one big club. And, they, you know, you don't play for Coach Johnny. You play for the Rush. Um, and so... Then when they age out of that, uh, you know, so, so 9 through 12, we have a competitive branch, but we also have what we call Rec Plus, uh, which is one night a week. Uh, it's, it's designed to allow kids that, that maybe aren't sure if they want to play competitive soccer or aren't quite ready to, to, to get professional staff and training um, without the time and financial commitment that comes with competitive year-round soccer. So um, those are the two things that we do. Uh, for the player, uh, you know, and then and then we connect our coaches with, you know, with Chris P does a brilliant job bringing some guests on for, for webinars. Um, you know, it used to be once a month. Now I, I feel like Chris is on a webinar once every other day with somebody. But um, that you know, so we plug coaches in there, uh, and then and then uh, you know, and during this time it's it's Zooms, it's go to you know go to meetings, it's Google Hangouts where we're just connecting with coaches. Uh, across the board, but but the YEA and the Rec Plus are the two player-centered programs that we have. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Andrew, anything in addition there that you do at your club that they might not have mentioned? Uh, we kind of piggyback off of what Missouri Missouri does, but we also offer practice players, so kind of an introduction to club for, for kids jumping over from Rec um, to see if they like it, to see if it's a fit for them time-wise, so we offer offer that in the the spring mainly, um, but it just kind of gets them out uh, to see what club soccer is about. And if they uh, want to pursue it, then get them ready for tryouts as well. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. That that kid that's not quite sure, that just want to experience it, but don't have to go the full force. That's awesome. All right, the, let's uh, end on this last question then. Uh, Damien, let's start with you on this one. So, um, what what level, what type of coaches have you got at your developmental age group? And then what does Missouri Rush do to help educate them? So that's a great question. I think we are all across the board there. So um, at these developmental ages, uh, it's myself uh, and Brian Kelleher. Brian Kelleher has uh, uh, been, a, been a teacher and a principal. Um, he, he, I think he's got his D license, but he's been coaching at the youth and, and high school level for 25 years and then I have my C license and and you know some other certificates through the United Soccer Coaches and 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 stuff like that but we then use some staff coaches that that's you know this is their this is their way of making a living um, we use the YDA as a way to engage parents that have interest so if there's a parent that wants to learn how to coach uh, they can come along and they're with us but we're designing the sessions and we're helping them learn how to coach uh, in, the, in the training sessions. And another thing we do that I think is really fun for us 
uh, is we have a junior trainer program. So we go to our high school age kids that either need volunteer hours or they're interested in, in, uh, in uh, learning how to coach or they want to give back. We let them come help us uh, coach. So I've got, you know, our 2002 girls team. Um, you know, I have like four or five of those girls that have come out once a week for a few hours and they'll work with our little guys. Uh, it really is amazing the connection that they have with the kids. The kids love it. Uh, because it's, it, you know, this is, this is not a grown up, so to speak. Um, and, and then the, the, the trainers love it because they're actually learning more about the game by learning how to teach it. Uh, and so it, that's a really, really fun thing that we do. I, I can't explain how rewarding that is for me and how much fun it is to watch, you know, 15, 16, 17 year olds, uh, jump out there and teach a five-year-old how to do a scissors or how to juggle or, or whatever, you know, and, uh, uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. So, so we have all different levels of coaching, uh, but then we, we reimburse for licensing, you know, up to a D. Um, and then we will split costs, you know, if you go beyond that. Uh, and then we have coaches meetings once a quarter where we set aside 45 minutes or an hour of that meeting um, where I just ask questions and we have, you know, big roundtable discussion. You know, how does this work? What's the difference between developing and and, you know, and, and how do you how do you coach? How do you coach young girls versus young boys? The challenges school age coach that you don't have if you're, you know, you're coaching a fourth grader. So, um, you know, those are the things we do some formal tra- coaching education. That's awesome. That's good stuff. I know that a, a brother sister type program is, is always successful. Get those kids giving back and engage with the younger kids. Uh, Andrew, what about you in Gateway? Yeah. What's your breakdown of coaches and how you work with them? So our, our YDA program that we run, uh, myself, our executive director, Joe Reiniger, and then a couple other staff members are all, all a part of the program. Um, we write the curriculum up and meet before each session, send it out so everybody's on the same page. Um, but they're... I think uh, Joe's a D license, but has been around the game forever. Uh, Jesse, Jessica Bain, that's uh, on our staff as our girls' technical director, um, D license, played at a really high level at uh, uh, University of Illinois. She's uh, she's on staff helping out, and then myself and Scott are both C license, and uh, we we take care of majority of it, and then have spot guys come in to help. Um, kind of like Damien, we're bringing our older kids in to start getting them used to coaching if that's what they want. Uh, they use it for uh, NHS hours as well, so giving back to the community. So we help them that way, um, as well as you know, parents that are there that are interested in coaching. They're out there helping us to get their feet wet as well um, for the coaching. You know, seminars and stuff like that, uh, we rely heavily on Chris P with some, giving out information uh, as he's been doing, you know, this whole entire shutdown and then meeting with them quarterly, you know, via Zoom now, but mainly roundtables at uh, local restaurants and different things like that just to have a more laid back approach with it. 
Uh, that's awesome that you guys are doing this stuff. All right, let's uh, end with you, Chris, on this last question. You've got like, I don't know, thousands of people in your program, so it might be a slightly different scenario, but uh, how, how do you... Like yeah, so very similar to what the guys have said. Um, everything that they've said, we, we do that. We also started a new little mental program where we have these coaches like chalk and talk from different uh, different sports as well. And we, we talk about what they find challenging, um, you know, what, what are some of the success stories. And we really delve into how children learn and we're looking at the brain right now. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk, obviously, on you know, with what's going on um, and, you know, how do we get through this? My, my thing is, is let's flip that and say, how do we grow through this instead of get through this? So a lot of sharing of information, a lot of talking, a lot of scouring the web, you know, a lot of sharing articles, a lot of sharing experiences and just finding out what people are doing to, to grow through this and, you know, look at it as an opportunity to grow as a person and grow as a coach. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you guys for jumping on board here. Uh, that is some awesome information. Uh, I know uh, for everybody out there, Chris P is the National Technical Director for Developmental Soccer for Rush Soccer. So um, you can probably email him at chrisp at rushsoccer.com if you want any extra information. Thanks for listening to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series. I was your host, Nick Penn, Executive Director of Rush Soccer. Be sure to like and follow our page to stay updated on all our latest podcasts. If you have something specific you would like to be covered in this series, please feel free to reach out. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to sharing more thoughts and advice next time. You're listening to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series with your host, Nick Penn, the Executive Director of Rush Soccer, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network.